This episode is sponsored by Circle K. Get the most savings on every gallon when you fuel with the Circle K Fleet Card. Learn more at CircleKFleetCards.com. Hello and welcome to this edition of State of the Fleet Industry Spotlight Series in which we engage with leaders in fleet on what's driving the market today. I'm Chris Brown, Digital Editor of Automotive Fleet. I'm pleased to have with us today, Abninder Batar, VP of Strategy at Element. We're going to be talking about ESG, Environmental, Social, and Governance, and how it relates to fleets. Abninder, welcome. Chris, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me here today. Absolutely. Well, Aninder, to start, can you tell us about your role at Element? Sure. Um, happy to do so. As VP of Strategy here at Element, I'm responsible for our global EV strategy, which includes developing products and services to make the complex process of fleet electrification as simple as possible, as well as I lead the team that's helping our clients uh, to deploy electric vehicles across their fleets. Great. Well, it seems like then that ESG... Uh, is is part of what you're doing right now at Element. Um, let's get into it. Tell us how it's evolving so rapidly. Maybe give us some idea of the E and the S and the G and why is it so important now? Sure. And 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 Chris, it's uh, you, you know it, it's important when we talk about things like sustainability. When we talk about things like ESG, understanding that you know the environmental pillar, the social pillar, and the governance pillar. They all have you know, equal importance when you think about how organizations uh, are structured today and are running today, as well as the emphasis that's coming from both the marketplace and investors. ESG is a, it's a pretty broad concept, but essentially it's, it's everything that's not on balance sheets. Um, uh, so, so kind of non-financial measures, although it is becoming more topical with focus and influence from activist investors, as well as interested um, uh, board members and, 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 and certainly uh, as executives kind of uh, uh, um, uh, evolve in their thinking about what's important to organizations. And so it is becoming more and more of a priority for organizations. Um, the ESG framework, it kind of guides organizations on how to play a sustainable development role uh, by viewing operations from a holistic lens, right? And, and nurturing that relationship with each of their uh, stakeholders uh, in, in the areas that they do business. Uh, the, the one thing to point out is the ESG is not new, right? Social, social responsibility, it, it was a, a movement that really began in the late 90s, but we've seen a resurgence of it over the past few years uh, in terms of that focus and priority, simply because we are much more aware of, you know, the value of strong corporate governance, uh, of, of ensuring that we've got the right social uh, programs and policies in place around things like uh, diversity and inclusion. And certainly as we think about the environment and how important um, uh, being uh, proper stewards of that environment are, those are all really bringing it to the forefront today. Sure, great. Okay, well, let's talk about fleets and really how they uh, fit into an organization-wide ESG plan. Yeah, no, and, and, and I'll talk a little bit about Element here because I think we're, we're, we're a good archetype for how organizations are thinking about it. For us, the key ESG pillars include sustainability, diversity, equity and inclusion, satisfaction and safety, and, and obviously governance. Um, I'll start with the E and ESG because I think that that's probably the most relevant for fleets if you think about kind of the composition of fleets. 
Um, so with the prerequisites for wide scale EV adoption for commercial vehicles uh, looming on the horizon, the right vehicle types at the right price points, improved access to the charging infrastructure, some of those the complicated items that are now starting to get solved for, as well as with organizational ESG mandates and increasingly targeting sustainability as one of their targets in GHG reduction. It's going to be important that not, not just for small fleets and large fleets, but really everybody to think about how do they look at their greenhouse gas emissions and, and how do they think about transitioning their fleets from gray to green uh, through EV adoption. And I'll give you an example here that I think highlights how, why it's so important to get started on this journey now. So the World Economic Forum actually reported that the growth in last mile delivery, which we've all seen through the pandemic of the last few years, is going to increase uh, congestion uh, as well as increase emissions. So the expected 36% increase in the number of delivery vehicles by 2030 will actually have a corresponding emissions increase of about 30%. So these types of forecasts are major contributors to the focus you see on electrification today. Uh, fleets also have a significant weight on organizations' greenhouse gas emissions. So depending on the organization itself, fleets kind of fit into each of the pillars of ESG. Um, but, uh, but, but obviously from a sustainability perspective, for a lot of organizations, the fleet is actually the largest emitter of greenhouse gas emissions. Now there's, there's uh, um, uh, specific industries where that may not be the case, where they've got data centers or, or, or you know, large facility footprints, but in any case, even, uh, even in those cases, uh, the fleet will still have a substantial portion of that. Uh, and so it's really important to think about electric vehicles as the first step towards greenhouse gas emissions because obviously converting from an ICE vehicle to an electric vehicle eliminates your tailpipe emissions, but it'll be important over the long term as organizations evolve their thinking around sustainability and greenhouse gas reduction to also start thinking about things like how their power is generated, which is really the end-to-end -end view on greenhouse gas emissions. Um, we're, we're really excited and last, you know, we, we actually just announced Arc by Element, which is our comprehensive integrated end-to-end -end EV offering. And it's really uh, meant to help clients navigate this complexity uh, because in, in this transition, as we've talked about already, it's not just about moving from a one vehicle drivetrain to another vehicle drivetrain. It is really about change management within an organization, stakeholder management, understanding the complexity of things like charging infrastructure, and then really thinking about sustainability from a strategic perspective and embedding that within their organizations. And so we think our value proposition, the idea of making the complex simple for our clients is really compelling when you think about uh, an exercise as complicated as electrifying a fleet. Okay, great. Yeah, thanks, Abninder. Um, so certainly fleet electrification uh, is, is really about uh, change management within an organization. Um, I do want to get to, let's see, I, I mean, I, I want to get to about how fleet managers need to connect with other departments. I want to get, a, I want to get to documentation, creating baselines, uh, and, and being able to, to source data. Um, uh, I just, I did want to ask first, I mean, obviously for fleets, it is about the E, right? Um, first and foremost, but when we turn to the social part of ESG, should fleets think of anything uh, in that regard? 
Yeah, and, and we're, we're actually already starting to see it, even, even for ourselves, where you're starting to see a, a huge emphasis on things like diversity and inclusion um, as a metric when uh, procurement uh, organizations are looking at what suppliers they want to work with. So both from, uh, from that perspective, Element is certainly taking very strong strides in that direction uh, to make sure that we've got a diverse uh, supplier base ourselves and, and, and we're incorporating diversity and inclusion as, as a core pillar within our organization. But I think correspondingly, you'll start to see that as more and more of a prerequisite across all organizations when they're determining who's going to be their service provider, uh, who's going to be their fleet provider, who's going to be in, in really any of the any of the service offerings that they're looking for. Um, I, I certainly anticipate that it will be as important um, as the environmental pillar when they're asking questions about how organizations are structured. Sure. I imagine that's going to come up too in driver hiring, perhaps. For driver absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Sure, sure. Um, okay. So, I mean, this is kind of an exciting time for fleets, but with some trepidation because they're probably going to have to um, maybe expand a little bit outside of their comfort zone and, and um, talk to other parts of their organization what does that look like? What other departments should they need to be connecting with? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think, you know, fleet electrification is such an exciting topic for organizations. And, and, and certainly for us, I could, I could talk about this all day. I think fleet electrification, it, it gives the opportunity for a lot of different stakeholders that haven't been engaged in fleet before to really come to the table and, and, and have an opinion, have a perspective and really be able to get involved. And so when you think about the consideration of fleet electrification, it's not just a cost or an operational consideration as important as those remain, you know, the fleet manager, the, 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 the procurement teams, they're all kind of central and core to making sure that the fleet operates uh, at, at a sustainable economic value for the organization and delivers the function that it needs to deliver. But you, you'll, I think you'll start to see, and we've already started to see it, fleet managers um, and procurement organizations will likely start to work in much closer coordination with their ESG and sustainability teams, uh, their legal teams as they think about new contracting that's required for EVs, uh, their HR teams as they think about driver policies and, and, and reimbursement policies, and then certainly with their finance teams and their investor relations teams. Because there's, if you think about, especially in the early stages of fleet electrification, everyone is interested in how things are going. And everyone is interested in what the roadmap and what the path looks like. And so making sure that you've got those early engagements with those teams and you're providing, you know, reporting out on the things that you're learning as well as the things that are really going well. Um, those are all ways to be successful, I think, in, in the fleet electrification journey. Um, and I think organizational sustainability goals really do cover all aspects of a client's operations. And so you'll start to see other areas of the business that are, are interested in um, uh, that are interested in, in fleet operations, right? We talked a little bit about um, the S and uh, the, social, the social pillar and thinking about diversity and inclusion. Well, when organizations are responding to RFPs and there's uh, questions about uh, diverse supplier, uh, the diverse supplier base or sustainability and greenhouse gas reductions, there's gonna be a lot of focus on, on how to drive those down within the fleet given that it is such a large, large uh, contributor uh, to the greenhouse gases of an organization. Sure. And, uh, you know, turning to uh, you, documentation of change, right? Because um, that's really what it's all about, um, you know, showing improvements. I think one of the things which is interesting, first of all, 
is that we really have to electrification being a key consideration here, but, but there's so many ways to document um, reductions in carbon emissions from the fleet too, yeah. uh, you know, so talk about, uh, talk about that and how should fleets sort of be sort of envisioning uh, this documentation piece? Yeah, I think the, the, the most important thing is understanding what your starting point is, right? So creating that benchmark against yourself is a really important first step, because despite where every organization is at in their electrification journey uh, or their ESG journey, um, it, they're all going to have different parameters. And so external benchmarking is really good from a positioning perspective to understand where you are relative to your peers. But really, you, you're still going to need the benchmark against your own fleet, your own operations, so that you can build your targets and your goals accordingly, um, right? And so the current fleet of vehicles is going to serve as your baseline. And there are pretty standard ways of identifying patterns and operations, the GHG mix across model types and vehicle types, um, and, and, and leveraging the data that you've got through your telematics uh, offering or your fuel consumption data, um, as well as understanding what the uh, replacement vehicles could be. So when you're looking at an ICE vehicle, understanding what the hybrid option is, the plug-in hybrid, as well as the battery electric option. And that's a really important consideration as well, is that when you're thinking about vehicle fit for use, and certainly uh, you, as element as an organization supporting their clients and thinking through that, we're, we're helping them to understand the relative GHG impact of selecting each of those vehicle types. So it, it would be fairly straightforward to say, you're in an ICE vehicle and you should only be considering BEVs, but that's not a practical reality when you think about vehicle availability, model availability, as well as the need to make positive progression in GHG reduction today. Um, and so having an integrated approach, it may not work for every organization, but it is an important consideration as you're thinking about that reduction. So when you think about the, the uh, when, you, when you're thinking about a, a battery electric vehicle versus a, a, a plug-in hybrid or a hybrid, um, all of that, the, the process is still the same. You want to look at the total cost of ownership. You want to look at the operational considerations. You want to look at the greenhouse gas metrics. The key difference between them, though, is that the driver engagement and training and awareness is going to differ based on the, on the vehicle types. And it's important to be prepared ahead of time. I'll give you an example. Plug-in hybrids, uh, the, the trends that we've seen is that when drivers aren't made aware um, uh, of the fact that if they're not charging their vehicle, their greenhouse gases are actually higher than in an ICE vehicle. Um, you, you start to see, you know, PHEVs that have been rolled out and then by the time they're, 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 they're returned or they're ready for the secondary market, they've actually never been charged. Um, and so if you think about that, that's actually a negative impact on greenhouse gas uh, um, uh, uh, emissions. And so it really becomes an awareness exercise and then also a tracking exercise. So just knowing what you're signing up for is an important consideration. Yeah, sure. I mean, what, in other words, um, just buying uh, the PHEV is not going to reduce carbon emissions, right? I mean, Correct. you can't project that out. You need a way to document that, um, you know, with the help of your FMC, your fleet management company and, and telematics perhaps. And, and that takes a few more steps, I would imagine. Exactly right, exactly right. Yeah, sure. Okay, hey, last question. And I'm saying last question for now because it's such a big topic. How do you see this movement kind of growing? Um, and how do you think fleets should be looking at the future of ESG? 
Well, I think it's uh, I, I think it's important to 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 understand the reality of the situation that we live in, right? So the, let's let's start with transition timing. So interest in EVs, there's no question, is is certainly accelerating. There's a lot of really exciting stuff in the market. New models are coming to the market. We're finally getting some of those light duty commercial vehicles, the pickup trucks, the the, the delivery vans. Our experience tells us, and and certainly the conversations with clients that we're having. The, the transition is still going to be gradual to a degree, right? So some of the considerations that are going that, that to be speed governors on this are things like vehicle availability, the fact that some of these new models are built from the ground up and so they don't necessarily have a production or an operational track record. Um, there's, there's the consideration of costs. So really until battery prices continue to drop and we get to a point of cost parity, there's still going to be that kind of hurdle when you think about wholesale adoption within fleets. Uh, and then obviously charging infrastructures and, and thinking about what a strategy around that is, is really important. It, this is actually one of the reasons why for us, we, we stood up ARC by Element because we understood that clients need to make steps today, no question. Number two, we understood that there's going to be uh, the, a mixed ICE EV uh, fleet management that's going to be required for likely over the next decade. And so, you know, for, for us, core to our arc by element offering is the idea of this pilot first approach. Um, and so that pilot first approach is, is going to allow organizations and fleets to take the right first steps to, to understand what's, what works for their organization, what doesn't work for their organization, so that by the time costs come down and by the time there's vehicles in the market and we've got a track record of success with those vehicles, they're at a readiness position to then at, at whatever pace they're ready to go to be able to electrify their fleet. Um, and so when we think about the, the, pilot, the, the pilot process, it allows us to not just get them in a readiness perspective from a, an adoption and a stakeholder management and a driver adoption perspective, but it also allows us to take charging infrastructure, which is really the most complicated issue, uh, whether you're charging at home in a depot or using some combination with public charging. Um, it, it allows you to test and trial those different things, trial different charging uh, models, uh, a different mix of charging, managed charging, et cetera, et cetera, that, that really positions you well for that, that uh, eventual kind of full-scale rollout. Um, the rea reality of, of, the, uh, of the, all the fleet considerations that exist around cost uh, and complexity also needs to be balanced against the push that we're getting from governments as well as from organizational ESG mandates, right? So the, the government and the ESG mandates are really the things that are pushing in the near term uh, whole-scale fleet uh, electrification. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to create a prudent operating um, uh, rhythm for organizations so that they can start their process now and continue to make gradual improvements to the point where they're ready to kind of flip the switch. And so from, from my perspective, that's really what's going to make the movement grow is taking concrete steps today, understanding and documenting and building up the playbooks for your organization, and then getting yourself into a readiness position so that when costs come down, you're ready to go um, in, 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 a much larger, in a much larger way. Super. Well, certainly this is a larger conversation uh, than, than our time here today, Abninder. But thank you for joining us. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's, a, it's a really a new world for fleets and really exciting. So thanks for bringing it to our audience. Chris, it was my pleasure. Thank you for having me here today.